Welcome to the Aquarius Sources Podcast. This is your host, Andre Williams, joined by Devin. Devin, say hello to the people. What it is, what it is. And Rob, Rob, say hello to the people. What's going on? Okay, so we'll jump right into it. We were just having this discussion about um about well first Devin was talking about the white the white scan coalition and um <laughs> he was in uh, Minneapolis uh and somehow we were talking about basketball. So he if you followed us, you know Devin hates all light scan people. Which is very, very ironic. <laughs> it is like one of the most ironic things of all time because Devin is light skinned motherfucker. But he he said something that made me recoil in disgust. What did you just say about the uh, about the Warriors, Devin, and that best player? You know what I said? I said Draymond Green is the best player on the Warriors. They can sell all their motherfuckers down the middle. Okay, okay. So what you're telling me is he's better than someone who literally just had like a top five season of all time. I don't care. I don't care if I don't shoot that motherfucker. I don't care. He generates points. He, he has triple, triple double machine. He can do everything that Russell Westbrook can do, except the speed and all that dribbling shit. He can do it all. If I always think about it in the sense of like, which person, which player in the NBA would be best on the Bulls? And as of late, it looks like every damn body in the league would be yeah, better man. on the Bulls. Don't anybody out there. But you think about his production, he gets away with these illegal ass screens that start at the baseline and end up on the wing somewhere. Kevin Garnett special. KG. Oh, he's fantastic. That motherfucker can shoot threes. He can shoot at the top of the key. He can get the elbow with like nobody's business. And quite frankly, a lot of these guys, even though he hasn't went up against a playoff Spurs team yet, but a lot of these guys, I man, he can just body them so easy. And if he gets doubled down in the post, who's he gonna kick it out to? Clay and that other motherfucker whose name I'm not gonna say. But, but here's the thing though, Clay is also light skinned. Why would you say his name but you won't say Curry? Like because Clay I might feel, be even more pale than Curry is, to be honest. I think Clay don't get the, the hype he deserves. And how he's playing right now, I'm proud of. So you know what he can do? He can play real good and then get the hell on out of there. And hopefully he can come to the Bulls. That would be great. Nobody's coming to the Bulls. But you That's did say you did say something um, that was interesting, and we were talking about. I mean, you know, guys, we're, we're from Chicago, so we were talking about the Bulls, and you were saying um, something to the effect of uh, Draymond Green being a, um, a player that guard packs passed on, and you know, in favor. Who did they pick? Was it Jeff T? Oh God! Who <laughs> they picked? Motherfuckers don't even know who he is anymore. <laughs> I, I believe it was no. What did I say? Jeff T. Marcus, Marcus T. T. Marketing. Yeah. Uh, now, we, we heard a lot about that. And I, I kind of I kind of believe like that it's straight up revisionist history. And all of a sudden, now the Draymond Green has become like some great basketball. It's become a great basketball player. We hear all these stories about how the front office uh, basically passed up on him for a lesser oh, on, on the, on the yeah, basketball player. But it's, it's funny that nobody was saying anything about them passing up on Draymond Green back when nobody knew who Draymond Green was. I think everybody in the Big Ten you know, fanatics knew about Dre, but not really everybody else around the nation. I mean, we, yeah. He was a really, really well-known, like a big-time player. You know what I'm saying? 
So he didn't come into his own until last year. And that's when you start hearing all these stories about how we're going pack past this guy, blah, 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 blah. And I don't know how much I believe in that. Um, we pile up on them a lot. There are some things that it's just like I refuse to, 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 to even take part in. I think it's stupid. Um, maybe maybe they did pass up on them. Maybe they didn't. But I, I think a lot of the stuff that they, they get they get creamed over are things that maybe they shouldn't get creamed over. Like they've made some bad moves in the front office. They've made some good moves in the front office. But I think a lot of it is completely overblown. But I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm with that. I mean, a lot of it is, is this whole piling on because they, people still want Tibbs here. And so much of it now is... Oh, uh, you know, Tibbs wanted this guy. Tibbs wanted you know, this. Was, this was all Tibbs. You know, he he wanted this guy. He wanted Draymond. Even though at that time we all agreed that they needed they needed a point guard. But now all of a sudden, you know, somebody else picked up in the second round. You know, who was not only passed up by the Bulls, but everybody Every else apparently. Everybody else. But you know, Tibbs was this you know, this this draft wizard. That's that, right. That, that could see it. He, he could see Did it. Did draft wizard to pick Tony Snell up too? <laughs> he was part of the too. Wasn't he part of the decision making to get Tony Snell? He was. He was a part of all. Now y'all know. Y'all know that Tony Snell was on his way up. He was on his way up there. Then just he just had one of them retired mistakes and <laughs> along the road. He went. Say, he, he went full retired. Every time I get the ball. Never, never <laughs> go full retired. This year he won full disability. Like he is collecting additional money. <laughs> Oh my God! Don't get me reminded on fucking Tony Snell. But I think if Tibbs was still here, he probably wouldn't. He would probably be better, right? I mean, according to all the Tibbs apologists. See, now you're trying to set some shit up, and that's not true. That's not true. Look, I'm I'm just calling a spade a spade. (laughs) I'm just calling a spade a spade. And that definitely is a spade. Tibbs is the magical wizard. That <laughs> that 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 moves the ship. Tibbs is the one that makes everything go. Everybody knows this at this point. Which is why he got all that damn power in Minnesota, which is ridiculous, by the way. Oh, I think. So, now I tell you what, you don't have to hear any any more excuses about you know who Tibbs wanted. And this, that, and the third. He has all the power in the world in Minnesota. So now he can bring all the Draymonds <laughs> from all from all over the place. He can draft guys in the, in the second round that are going to be, you know, superstars. So and he no got more. a really young team. He has a, he has a young team over there. And, you know, Carl Towns is supposed to be one of the better players in, like, in the next 10 years or so. Um, yeah. He's gonna run them young boys into the crowd. Give me Minnesota into the crowd. <laughs> congratulations, congratulations. Maybe he learned something from this last. Uh, no, you know what he did because he doesn't. He doesn't have to answer anyone because he's just answering nope. to himself. So. Nope. <laughs> If I could play Car Anthony Towns as many minutes as I goddamn feel like it. Then no, please don't kill Get your, Carl Anthony Towns. Get your hands like that. Please don't, don't they kill still have, um, Wiggins. Don't they still what have... What do you mean uh, you want to sit down? 
What the hell is that guy's name? The other one. Ah, fuck is his name. He's like European, really big, really strong. Ah, uh, Pekovic? Yeah, they can run him into the ground. He'll be all right. Oh, he, he 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 about to fall over and die. He, he can't stay. He can't stay. He can't stay healthy anymore. He ain't been healthy since the last season that um the love was there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wiggins come like he wanted to sit down. You know MJ didn't have to sit down. MJ, MJ never took rest. MJ never took breaks. See, see. Georgie Georgie Jang, you want to sit down for what? Out there, <laughs> do your job. I'm trying to win basketball games. The regular season, that was a shot. Regular season king. Regular season champ. Got some 50 win seasons coming up there in a minute. Oh, I swear to God, I just speaking of regular season champs. I hope the Golden State Warriors just. Oh, I hope they perish into the oblivion. I swear, I do. I just cannot take this anymore. Hey man, I'm with you. I was so disgusted at that game last night. I couldn't watch it anymore. It was like they just—it was like they just took the soul out of Portland. Now you know Portland took soul out, out of themselves with the ridiculous offense they was running when they had Plumlee constantly driving to the bucket and getting his, his shit, shit blocked into oblivion by by Draymond. It was ridiculous. They also sat. Uh, Damn, I'm forgetting the kid. They they sat Lillard probably too long. He don't need to. He don't need to sit down. The playoffs. And you, they go. They go that Thibodeau Hey, at least in the playoffs it's cool. I, I ain't talking about in game number fifty three. You know when you got your guys playing forty minutes, like that's unnecessary. In the playoffs, if that dude he wanted to get up, like he was telling Slots that he wanted to get back up, and Slots was like, you know, I need you to sit down and need you to rest for a minute. And he wasn't doing it, so I mean, he, he probably should have put him back out there because he, he was rolling. He couldn't miss, but left he left him on the bench. I think probably too long, even though he's only on the bench for like two minutes. I think, but it was like two minutes too long. And next thing you know, the Warriors do what the Warriors do best, and that's going to run in the fourth quarter with that ridiculous crowd behind them pumping them up, and it was a wrap. It was ridiculous, ridiculous, and it changed their whole offense and the desperation offense. When at points they were that's all it was by four or five. Because Dame would just come up, he up to center of the floor, one screen, get to a three point line, and just take a shot. And he would have like sixteen or seventeen seconds left on the shot clock, and you know it was just ridiculous. I mean, and it's all because they fear they fear what the Warriors can do. You know what? That's true. That's the, that's a big truth. A lot of what they're able to do is based off the fear of, of you know, the other team. Like, the team is, is so scared of what they're going to do. Like, these guys are, like, they're running around and they're setting, you know, three, four, and five different picks in one in one play. And, like, the other team just becomes, you know, they, they start fumbling all over themselves and it just, it, you know, it, it turns into a, a – a cascade of, of issues for the other squad, but I, I, I hope San Antonio take these marks out. That's if San Antonio can end up getting past OKC the way it's looking. That was some bullshit. It was about 15 or 16 missed calls on that last play. Hey, All man. of them by OKC. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, I tell you what, 
all of that's fine. And I agree with that. There was that big missed call with the with the push off on Manu from Deion Waiters of all people who probably should shouldn't have a basketball in his hand at that point of the game. But uh, San Antonio still had a chance to win that game. And they went with the corner three from Patty Mills. So, you know, I know they, they missed that call, but them missing that call probably still gave them the best chance because they had they, they basically had – it wasn't a fast break, but, I mean, it was moving the ball up the court. Yeah. And, you know, even with the fan holding uh, Stephen Adams on the sideline, they still managed to get back and play defense, and then they decided to go with the corner three, and that, that shit didn't work. So – you missed you you they missed they missed the a big call, but you had a, a chance to win that game. Y'all and y'all didn't pull y'all didn't pull it off. So key opportunities in the last. Yeah, so I, I don't. I won't buy the whole missing the call thing. This is what gave them that game when they had chances to win that game and they just didn't do it. I love hearing Chris Webber go after the refs though. That was that was that was outstanding. Yeah, man, Chris don't hold back. He never really <laughs> he, that back. was that was fantastic. That's a foul. That's a foul. That's a foul. <laughs> He's reminiscing his Sacramento versus LA days in the Western Conference fight. <laughs> Time out. Time out. That's a foul. Okay, Devin. Before we were rudely interrupted by Comcast janky ass service, um, I think you were asking Rob about his feelings on the draft. So you guys can go ahead and continue that conversation. Okay, bet. Uh, basically, you say, I mean, for me, man, the NFL draft is one of the, I mean, I'm, it's like three days long. I, I really, really enjoy watching the NFL draft as much of it as I, as I can every year. And this year, I mean, one of the most crazy and ridiculous <laughs> things happened like like literally 10 minutes before the draft started you know uh, many of you I'm, I'm sure at this point you know in America knows about this story by now but uh a, a draft D uh, Tunzel I think I forget the kid's first name Larry uh, Larry Tunzel yeah Larry Tunzel so he's a uh offensive lineman um, I mean, he was supposed to be one of the. It was a point where he was going to be the first pick in a draft. Yeah. I mean, this guy was top uh, offensive tackle from uh, from Ole Miss, and you know, literally ten minutes before the draft, a, a video drops of him wearing like a gas mask, and, like and like trying to hold the smoke in, and like eventually. You know, taking the, the gas mask off to to reveal like his face while he's like choking off the the, the weed smoke. Now, this video drops ten minutes before the draft, before he's about to get you know his life changing event. Life changing, right? So I mean, he he basically falls in the draft and loses. I think it was estimated like you know, like nine million basically, and that he that he lost. By not being drafted, you know, top five or whatever, you know, top ten or whatever. So the Miami Dolphins went ahead and took a chance on him. Ended up probably being a good spot for him. So because he can, he can go down there and learn. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> so, yeah, he basically went down there in Miami, man, and, and it's a good spot for him to be because he gets to learn behind uh, the former Bears tackle, actually. Uh, I forget his name, too. The offensive tackle from, used to be for the, with the Bears. But, I mean, the most crazy and ridiculous <laughs> thing I've, I've ever seen. No, they're still they're still investigating it. Uh, it, it. During the draft, they were saying that it was possibly his father-in-law, and his father-in-law came out and vehemently denied it. You know, he, you know, he talked to TMZ like, nah, saying, I ain't got nothing to do with that. That wasn't me. So today it came out that you know it might be his business, you know, a former business partner. So people were saying it was his father-in-law because his father-in-law, he was suing his father-in-law. Yeah, his father-in-law was suing him. But it turns out, you know, maybe it's, it's him, maybe it's not. Nobody knows really. It, they're investigating his business, his former business partner, to see if it may be him. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a business part, a former business partner. I'm going to have to work on this video. I'm gonna have to whoop my father-in-law's ass just off the street. You know what I'm saying? Just, just yeah, just just from being possibly him. Yeah, I mean, it may not be you. We're not completely sure, but you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and whoop your ass anyway. <laughs> just in case. Just in case, just, and then you just know, to cover, just to cover all my bases. Yeah, I gotta cover my bases. We'll see what happens uh, afterwards, afterwards. But for the time being, I'm going to have to kick your ass. Cause, uh, <laughs> first of all, for suing me, like, you re you're really going to sue me? You're going to sue me? You're going to sue me? Like, if I was anybody else, would you sue me? No, but you know I'm going to the league, so now you want to sue me. Now you want to sue yeah. me. Fuck out of here. Then I'd have to find some, some hard-hitting pipe land, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> To get me that evil on my former business partner. I mean, <laughs> what is going on? I mean, and that video was so funny because it's like he didn't even say any words. He was just like he was so high. <laughs> it was like all he was doing was laughing and giggling. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, it's a terrible situation. It sucks because the video so that's so old. And you know it basically ruined um, all of his prospects. And, you know, I know going to Miami. You know, he could have went to a, a better place than Miami. Miami, I've always called it that place is the axis of evil. So anything that could go wrong is probably going to go wrong if he doesn't have his head completely screwed on straight. Oh my God, that was when he got drafted there. When they was like, oh, he did get drafted in the first round. Because I, I was down there, and I was like, oh, shit. Well, that's good. I mean, he didn't drop out of the first round completely. It's you know still in the top 25. And then I saw where they sat, and I was like, oh, oh no. wrong place for that motherfucker to go. <laughs> like, ain't nothing oh, good ever came out of Miami. Nothing good has come out of Miami. It's the access of evil. It's like all of the bad things. You ever, you just go through. You know, it's a, um, it's a Twitter account called Florida Man. <laughs> because like all of the terrible stories that you hear in life always start with like Florida man rips person's face off. Florida man does this. <laughs> Florida man eats another man to death. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all you ever hear. So yeah, you know I feel bad for the kid. Um, 
but that should be like a lesson to everyone else. Stop letting people record you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, telling that to telling tell, tell that to this generation though. I know what all the, they want to the, do the, is the generation be that is be recorded, like even not like not even doing nothing, like just looking at them, just looking at yourself, just, re- just recording me, you know, with with my favorite song right. That's right out right now, playing in the background and like staring into the camera. <laughs> it's like that's it. I'm not saying anything. I don't nope. like. I don't have any particular talent. I just want y'all to listen to me. There's no, there's no narrative. There's no storyline. There's no subject. This is just me. I'm just here. This is, this is like my favorite videos is a, is, a, is a girl doing one of those stupid videos and she's in a car and like during the video she, she gets into a car accident. Where's your dumbass kid? Stop recording yeah, yeah, style. People love recording themselves while they in uh, car driving. They love it. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. But they, but these young kids absolutely positively love doing it. Uh, I don't get it. Um, you know, what really bothered me about that whole Laramie Thompson situation was two things. One, nobody had the nerve or like the gall to be like, to say to his father-in-law, like, all right, motherfucker, you don't say shit. Just you, anytime you talk, it's gonna make this situation worse. Don't somebody, talk. somebody quoted him as saying, "He said, well, we can't prove that it was marijuana. It could be tobacco smoke." Did you see his ass? How <laughs> faded he was. My <laughs> <laughs> eyes were closed completely. <laughs> and and I ain't never seen nobody laugh that much at tobacco smoke. You not lying. I ain't never seen no hooker that's hooker that strong. <laughs> the second thing that really just bothered me, but it almost wasn't surprising, they quoted Roger Goodell as saying, this is, I think he was like, this is what makes a draft so entertaining. Anything can happen. Time the fuck out. You're supposed to be <laughs> that a was leader. A, that, was a, that was a nice morning. <laughs> that was a nice morning. He was being interviewed on ESPN when he said that shit. Like, motherfucker, are you serious? He's like, do you know how much money I'm about to make for the NFL off of you? I can't wait. I cannot wait. God damn. Like, he just continued to be more of a, just a dickhead, man. He He's going to write the, the book on how to be a dickhead 101. The only good thing about Roger Goodell is that he's so petty that he did not let that Brady thing go away. Oh, no. <laughs> he, fought, oh, no. he fought that shit all the way through and got, the, it got his ass suspended. And I'm happy about that because fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> You're not lying. <laughs> You're not yeah, lying. I said it. I said it. And I meant it too. That's Tom, Brady. Happen to the it's Tom Brady getting suspended. And everybody, he's going to be on a holy revenge tour whatever. Whatever. He's gone for four games. That's all that matters to me. Oh, how I pray for something like that to happen to Steph Curry. I know that motherfucker got some infidelity, so I'm just waiting to come on out. I don't care what y'all think. I know it's going to happen. Didn't he just, uh, something just happened with him yesterday on Twitter. What did he do? He tweeted out like a porn. He tweeted like a porn site or something like that. I forgot what it was. And everybody's like, oh, look at him. And I'm just like, oh, he's he's just another nigga. Another dude. Another guy. Hey, because if you are on Twitter and you're not following at least three or four porn sites, you're doing Twitter wrong. I'm just going to put that out there for you right now. I mean, you're doing something completely and utterly incorrect with the way that you're doing your Twitter. 
because you got to have a couple of them. Probably do a couple of Mia Khalifas and all of them. Yeah, why not? You got to. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll get exposed by the damn. It's the American way. <laughs> That's all Twitter is good for at this point. Twitter ain't what it used to be, man. It's, it's not as fun. It's not as, as interesting. More people are getting offended and, you know, there's more crying. So, you know, you got to find your entertainment where you can. Jordan crying basically as well. Man, I saw one of the um the, the Republican elephant. Yeah, I retweeted that. Dude, oh my God. It, it, gets, it gets more and more creative, man. I don't care what people say. It will never get old to me. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it is hilarious. Still so funny. Still so, so funny. So, so Devin, um, because this podcast has been a complete train wreck because Comcast fucking <laughs> sucks. Um, we're, we're gonna make this the last uh, topic, but you want to talk about boxing? Something that we we talk about a lot on the Twitter page, but we haven't really talked about on the um, on the podcast. But uh, we found out a couple of days ago that 50's team has been trademarking all of these. Uh, if I say 50, <laughs> giving it away. That uh, Floyd's team has been trademarking all of these 50, uh, like 50 related trademarks, putting them all out. Which lets everybody know that he plans on coming back and fighting one more time to get that 50th win. You put up a Facebook post about who we think he would be fighting, and it got pretty interesting. Who do you think he's going to fight in this uh, on his 50th fight? For me, I think he's going to fight George Floyd because that's what that's what that's what Floyd does. <laughs> Floyd is going to try to fight Muhammad Ali. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna talk up some good shit about him, like he still got talent. He's old. He's a wise guy. You know, he's really smart. Very Floyd good. is gonna break a van to Holyfield out there for his fifth fight. <laughs> and he gonna sell that shit to the to the gospel boy. <laughs> but who, who do you think is worthy of getting in the ring with him? I mean, I got I got three people in a wild card, and I'll start with the wild card of Keith Thurman, our boy. Andre, how do you say his last name, Rob? Who? I think it's pa- uh, oh, Parham. Parham. Shout out to Parham. Parham. Nah, yeah, that's my he boy. The, he commented on the yeah, Parham's big boxer. And he brought up some really interesting points. And I was, you know, playing devil's advocate a little bit, only trying to look from the eyes of Floyd. Because when he fought Robert Guerrero, that was supposed to be like the, you know, even though Keith was already a bit big in boxing, but that was supposed to be like, okay. Here's where he's going to show out. He's going to show his power, his agility. And it ended up being a really competitive fight, even though uh, Thurman still dominated Guerrero. But promoters like Al Heyman and you know the, on, the onlookers of being Golden Boy and that cocksucker Oscar De La Hoya, they wanted to see him not do it out. And if, that, if he would have knocked him out, he'd have been, he'd had another fight where he probably wouldn't even have had to fight Sean Porter, but because it was still competitive, the only per, the only people that really won from that fight was was Al Heyman and Premier Boxing Champion. Yeah. So I think if he just straight up dominates Sean Porter, Floyd's gonna have to look at him, and I, I think that's the last person that Floyd wanna fight because dude is quick, he can counterpunch really good, and he has a great chin. He could he probably get frustrated for Floyd, you know, using defensive tactics, but he's still pretty good. My third yeah. guy is. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking. No, no, go ahead. You finish. Finish. Danny Garcia was my third, only because of he's still undefeated. He's a well-known welterweight. And my second, I mean, my two and one is just Pacquiao and Canelo, and that's a coin flip because Floyd is gonna just gonna judge it off of like, all right, 
can I make more money off of the people that completely hate me, or can I make my money off of the Mexican viewers and all of everybody that Oscar brings with him if I fight Canelo again? But I don't think it's any – Rob said this earlier. I don't think it's any reason for him to fight men because people got their fill with that, with that last fight. If people were so – Disappointed in that shit. I don't think they want to see it again. Man. I, I think it would make a lot of money, but it, I think it would be equally as boring. It, it wouldn't make nearly as much money as it did the first time, obviously. Yeah. But it would be equally as boring because that's just the way that Floyd fights, and I don't think Manny is good enough anymore to make him fight in a different style. Um, I, it was interesting. You didn't give your you didn't give uh, uh Khan any any. Anything. Canelo ain't fighting nobody. I he, I give him this. He still looks. I was watching his last um media day training for Amir Khan. Buddy is big. I mean, he's super big. He gained all this muscle because obviously he has to go up and wait to fight Canelo. And the the scary thing is he still has his speed. But Canelo man is just too good. I I just don't see him losing this fight. So I see, you know, because a lot of I just posted on our on the. The A2S page, like Canelo said today, well, I'm sorry, Oscar said today, like early, early this morning, he was like, if and when Canelo wins on Saturday, we'll contact Triple G's people on Monday. And Canelo came in a press conference today and he was like, listen, Triple G don't deserve to fight me. And I think he's, he's saying that mostly because it's true. Triple G's in reality ducking Andre Ward. Yeah. And, and Canelo know what his mind is on. He want to get another payday. From Floyd, because he he he's I guarantee you after he fights after he gets done with this shit he gonna be like Floyd needs to give me another chance I'm smarter you know I'm more mature you know I'm much better skillfully he needs to give me another chance and Floyd gonna do the same shit again yeah that boy the he's not there's no disrespect to Canelo he's a really really good fighter but he's not nearly good enough to be Floyd Mayweather no or to even make it competitive to be completely honest with you it, it really wouldn't be competitive. Um, I think, I mean, Danny Garcia is a good fighter as well. I don't think he's good enough to make it competitive. I mean, I don't know. I think, I, I think the fight that I would most want to see, I would like to see him get in the, um, in the ring with Broner <laughs> just because I want him to fucking destroy Adrian Broner. So, you want that for the comedy, purely. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you imagine them two trying to sell a fight against one another and how absolutely ridiculous it would get in the lead up to that fight. And then that would it would be, be the most you know, vulgar, disrespectful, whichever network they choose, whether it's HBO or Showtime. Like, you know, them like road to the fight, you know, shows that they do. Like, yeah. The 24-7, that would be the most disrespectful, vulgar shit you've ever seen on cable television. With them two motherfuckers going for the fight. And I am so looking forward to it if it, if it ever happens. But the problem, the problem with that uh, with that fight ever actually happening is that we're depending upon um, Broner to actually take care of business, and that's just not something that Broner is capable of doing. He never has just, been, probably never will be. He's too immature. There's a guy at my barbershop. He. He, he moved here from Cincinnati, and he was like, I used to promote, I used to help promote him before he, before uh, he started getting in fucking trouble, he started drinking, doing drugs and shit, because this guy works for Al Heyman, now he works out of Chicago, 
And he said that, he was like, man, he was just uncontrollable. As soon as he got just a little bit of money, he just started going crazy. Started having just lost his damn mind. And, and he said the biggest problem wasn't him. It was his family. They were all enabling him, which I was like, that's not surprising. I mean, he got to get that shit from somewhere. And it's, you add money to it, everybody getting money, everybody getting a handout, they getting their bills paid. Shit, they go to the back track. He got this dude's father brushing his hair like he's a servant. So you know that the, the relationship is upside down. My father wouldn't brush yeah. my hair no matter how much goddamn money I made. He slapped me upside the head with a goddamn brush before he started brushing my goddamn hair. This dude got his father brushing his goddamn hair. So you, like I said, the, the relationship. I haven't seen down. one of his fights in a while. Does that shit still happen? He just fought recently. He beat uh, one of Floyd's. I, I never seen the catch his fights though. It's always something weird happens, and I always miss them. But that that shit with the brushing his hair, that shit still happens. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He didn't Jesus have to Christ. He brushes here and then he like he pushed his hands dad away, just disrespectful as hell. I think I felt my dad hit me as I was watching Adrian Broner do that shit. <laughs> and then right after that he called Floyd out. Floyd didn't hear that shit. In one of the and most ridiculous manners of all time. I could, we should have put a crying Jordan face on his ass and posted it on the site. It was and so what's that mean shit, man? Because I, I mean, I saw a couple people talking about it, but it wasn't a big thing. You would think something like that would have moved the needle. And it didn't. I guess because yeah. just collectively everybody was just like, dude, whatever. And just moved nobody like and like ignored them. <laughs> like just completely ignored them. It was like it was like whatever. Because it is it is whatever. It, 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 yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's it's whatever. Nobody gives a fuck about Adrian Broner. Fuck him. <laughs> and I think Floyd can't take him serious because just like what you said, Dre, he just like, I mean, literally, right after that fight was over where he fought um, uh, Ashley Diafane from TMT, literally right after that, that motherfucker had to go home and get dressed and, and go turn to himself into – Yeah, and go to court, turn himself in, and I think it was in Cincinnati. Like, you, can't, you can't depend on nobody like that, man. He got He's going to self-destruct for anybody in the ring beats him. He's a moron. And even even that last fight, I know he won the fight pretty handily or whatever, but it was a boring ass fight. God, that fight was so fucking boring. I, I I I think I want to see him go up against Floyd because I think that type of fight would bring something out of him, maybe, hopefully, probably not. But I mean, one could hope. But I don't know. Ooh, that's a lot of hope. Yeah, no. I know. I, I just want to see a good fight. Um, that's my my main objective in any of this stuff. Is just I just want to see good boxing, and that that's my that's my focus. And it's, I don't care who I have to watch to get it. I just want to see it. Yeah. Period. I think that's why. Like, this year is so crucial in the sense of, like, while Floyd is waiting for, you know, his potential opponent, um, it's going to be interesting to see how competitive these fights are, especially in the welterweight division and the heavyweight division. Because after Rocky Marciano's record had gone about his business, and then after that, you're trying to, you know, identify, locate, and actually stick with somebody who's actually going to be good. Because it seems like every time... Every time one of these guys fight a big name, they go on like this freeze 
these little streaks of fighting bums. And then like yeah. three or four fights later, that's when they fight somebody that's you know that's worth worthy. Yeah. yeah. So who 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 do you have in this in this in this Canelo uh, uh conflict? Oh Canelo. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna beat the brakes off of Canelo. I, I mean out of off of Khan. I oh, certainly I'm sorry, my bad. I think Canelo's gonna beat Khan so bad. I, I have it right now a knockout in the seventh round. I certainly I, hope so. Because I I, I want him to stop talking. <laughs> like I I just don't want to hear him anymore. Canelo works my nerves, man. He he does so much talking. It's like when he first started, when he first came on the scene and he started um making making himself known, he got knocked the fuck out like almost immediately after that. I don't. I mean, does he not? Does he not remember getting knocked the fuck out? It's the same thing. Like he was talking shit after I forgot who Danny Garcia fought last. I think it was after Danny Garcia controversially beat me and Oliver. He commented on the boxing site. I mean, he commented on according to sources when I posted that boxing topic. Like Danny Garcia ain't as legitimate as people think either, because he had two controversial decisions, especially that one against Lamont Peterson. After yeah, Lamont, Pe- Peterson, Lamont Peterson beat him. He beat his but ass. Want, man. I don't care what. But you want to know what? It didn't help that Lamont got hit for that um for that PED thing. You like pretty much right exactly. after that fight. Like that didn't help the situation. If he could have Lamont, uh, just not did that, <laughs> that'd yeah. been great. And then Lamont beat Garcia. He beat Khan first. He beat Garcia down the line, but because he fought Garcia, Lamont fought Garcia. Amir Khan felt like, well, he didn't legitimately beat me, so I could definitely beat your ass, uh, Danny Garcia. So this is no thing. Like, Danny Garcia knocked you out. Lamont beat you. Okay, he was on the shit. He was with the shits. But Danny knocked you clean out. Yeah, he knocked <laughs> you gotta his ass out. where you were at. So now you want to try to fight him again? You're irrelevant, bro. You should have asked for that rematch fights ago. That's the thing with Khan. Khan, his whole thing is just talk. Like he just talk, 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 talk. It gets annoying. It would be different if he was successful. Just like yeah, Floyd. It, then you can accept totally it. Totally different. But it, but even when Floyd did wasn't as big as he is now, even before he got big, he wasn't doing a bunch of talking. Like he became yeah, a pretty he boy. He became pretty boy after he beat Oscar De La Hoya. Then mm-hmm. that's when the pretty boy uh, persona started coming around, and he started, you know, doing all of the the talking and the taunting, and you know, he had a he had a persona, and he was trying to sell fights at that point. But before then, then nobody knew about Floyd Mayweather like that, or were talking about him like that. So he wasn't doing a bunch of talking either. Khan doesn't understand that you gotta you gotta earn the right to do all that goddamn talking. He hasn't earned anything, and he runs his mouth, and then and, and also gets knocked out. Like he, he hasn't he been knocked out like twice? Maybe, what, I think he's been times? knocked out three times. Three yeah. times? Oh, come on, dude. You can't you can't be running your mouth like that. You're all at the at basketball games begging this dude to fight you. Get the hell out of here. He got a glass jaw. Uh, I, I just don't go ahead, go ahead. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't take him seriously. That's exactly why I'm not I'm not taking the like I'm not taking his uh talent seriously in this Canelo fight. I just I just can't do it. So so who do you think comes out of all of this and out of the watching all of this? I know a lot of people are saying that Floyd should should try to fight um 
Triple G. Like he's ducking Triple yeah. G. But Triple G is like a million times bigger than Floyd. What does he got? Like ninety pounds on him? Hundred pounds. Uh, he's so big. He's so he should be worried about Andre Ward before him. That and that's like Triple G is a bullshitter and a and a hypocrite himself. He'll jump down in weight, come down drastically in weight to fight Floyd, knowing that the the chances of him winning, he's not stupid. Knowing that the chances of him winning are slim to none. And when he loses, he's gonna use the crowd, the crowd's opinion, you know, trying to be a people's champ of like, well, I have to come down so much and wait to fight you. You only came down because you want a payday. You don't have to go anything. You could meet at a catch weight with Andre Ward to fight him, but you don't want to do it because you know there is no What did he what did he say Andre Ward had to come down to one twenty seven? Like he's so full of shit. His friends like, got him hyped up too. Like Andre Ward, if, I, if I'm gonna fight Ward, yeah. So what did you say? You had to come down to one. It was one something. I can't remember. I exactly. think it was like one, like one fifty-seven or like one sixty something. Like yeah, one sixty-four. Yeah, one sixty something. Yeah, it was. He was on trash. I don't know. Uh, I, and I, you know, I actually like Triple G, but he was definitely on trash when it came to uh to to fight with Andre Ward. If he if he's really about that business, he'd definitely already be in a fight with him, but. I'm not going. He clearly doesn't want that fight, so I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You got anything else you want to you want to talk about, man? Man, we had just like this. My this is my final final word. Like, it's amazing what's going on in in the city of Chicago right now in regards to baseball. The Sox are number one in the eight in the American League, not just a division, but the entire American League, and the Cubs been number one in the National League and just keep on dominating. And both of them almost almost essentially doing the same thing. The Cubs more with like better better players, uh, better players that came from the market. The Sox doing it just with a collective just collective talent. And I, I don't want to jump to conclusions, you know, about what could go on in the postseason, but I think it'd be better to, to judge that by the All Star break. Because obviously, God forbid, you have like injuries, you have like just general fatigue. You got some players might get moved around, but man, Jose Quintana lights out. Fucking Brett Lowry, I mean, flashing leather, producing at the plate. Man, you got Lowry is Lowry is flashing leather like crazy. He's like he's he's crazy with it. But it's a wonderful thing to see both of these teams. Really, really playing well right now. I don't even fucking like the Cubs, but I, I mean, I enjoy watching them play because they're just a really, really good team. They have a chance to do something really, really special. And on the flip side of that shit, so do so do the White Sox. So like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it all. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm ready for it all. I mean the the Cubs offense right now. I mean, even when a guy goes down. They still got. I mean, Zobris is hitting home runs, and Caesar was having a really good year until he got put on the DL yesterday. I mean, everybody outside of even Hayward, you know, who I think is struggling because he's on a new team, he's in a new city, and he, he's he's uh, historically a, a slow starter. Yeah, I think you know he'll he'll start to catch up pretty once it gets a little warmer outside. Oh he'll, yeah, he'll start to rev he'll start to rev up and. He's never been a big power guy, even though I, I think he, he probably should be, honestly, a 25 run, a home run guy. But he's not. that's never been really his game. 
but I, I think he'll 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 get it going pretty soon. And then the Cubs pitching has been, you know, everybody was was so worried about you know the back end of the rotation, but hell, the back end of the rotation has been just as good as the front end. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, my only concern really is is the bullpen because I mean these guys aren't really getting a lot of work. I mean <laughs> the Cubs are, are are blowing people out. You know, they're, they're throwing you know seven and eight runs a game. There's really no you know no point in bringing the closer in. You don't you don't get a lot of save opportunities. So you know that stuff starts to, starts to tighten up in the postseason. So you know I don't want to see you know. If, you know, somebody like the Mets come in that their their pitching is going crazy again, and then you know you got these one run games and you got a bullpen that's not used to that. You know that could cause some issues. But other than that, man, it, both teams are just clicking on all cylinders, man. And hopefully, both teams can continue to be healthy because the Cubs are already running into just you know nagging little injuries here and there, man. It's, it's, it's starting to. It's starting to pile up, and luckily, yep. these guys are—they're—they're they're so deep that it's you know they're not missing a beat. Like if you can lose, you can lose somebody. And Baez, who's you know honestly probably a little bit better than the guy that just went out. <laughs> it's just like that's crazy. So hopefully, man, they can keep this thing rolling. I love the way Joe Maddon keeps the guys loose. There's all these goofy, silly things he does with the suits and the whole thing. It's, it's, it's a good time to be a baseball fan in Chicago, finally. So finally, hopefully this year, the Crosstown rivalry, even though they've watered it down so much over the past couple of years, they've turned it into like a two-game series, which is, which is, which is stupid. Oh, it's so fucking but stupid. It's, it's so dumb. You know, It should be a three-game series the way it always was, but whatever. But hopefully that'll that'll get some you know some energy into the series and, and make the the stupid BP Cup or whatever the hell it is they give away to the winners. Hopefully it, it'll mean a little bit more this year. The rivalry will be a little more heated up, and you know can get some people excited about baseball you know in this in this town again because it, it's something special happening. And hopefully they can both keep it going on for the the rest of the year. That would be awesome. I would I would welcome that. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but both teams are really good. I think the crap that happened with the White Sox over the um, summer, uh, well, over the off season, um, that you probably the shit, the, the shit probably fucking helped as I, much I, as I think it obscured as, it obscured people's um, knowledge of just how much that team has improved. I think that's that was the thing with that. It just obscured it a little bit that nobody really. Yeah, you also you also got rid of Captain Saberho apparently. (laughs) 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 This motherfucker, yeah, yeah, this dude is over in like fucking I don't know where he's at, man, but he's like he's like saving like prostitute rings or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) like apparently he's not doing it with his son, which is you know odd, I guess. Consider it. Now he's like traveling to other countries and like you know trying to save like world hunger or some shit. I don't know. Fucking idiot. But maybe in his his two hundred batting average out of town probably was the best <laughs> thing that could happen to the White Sox. Clearly, because they they are a much better team without them. And with that being said, this has been according to sources. Um, you guys know where to reach us. 
According to sources at gmail.com if you have any questions. According to sources on Facebook, A3 Sources on Twitter. Um, I said it the last time we did a podcast. We are part of a podcast network. You guys should check all of the podcasts out. We have Curses and Cursive. We have E-Man's uh, podcast review. We have the JoJo podcast show. We have the ETMF podcast. And we have a uh, podcast on repeat. All of those are different genres of podcasts. They're very interesting, funny people. You guys should give them a follow, rate, and subscribe to their podcast. And with that being said, I'm Dre. That's Rob and Devin. This has been According to Sources. We are out. Jason went like you suck. <laughs> you actually got that one in. I still didn't hit, bro. I, I figured about something.